this idea that we need to be perfect is really flawed within itself. So if that's something that you're feeling or you think about yourself too, we got to work on that together. But what I'm saying is you're going to be very easily triggered because there's so much evidence that you're not perfect because you're not and thus you're a human. And so you're going to end up rejecting a lot of the things around you which could work in your favor just to cling on to that ideal that you are perfect. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together let's find your unique balance. Hey Balancers and welcome back to another BTS episode. I hope you're all having a lovely week from wherever you're listening, whether you're commuting to work, on a walk, cleaning the house, sitting down and chilling out or anything in between. I want to thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with us and I'm so grateful you're here to share in our message and grow and learn more about yourself too. Today's topic is one I personally have struggled with quite a lot in my life and that is the idea of dealing with negative feedback. As somebody who I would largely say I'm a perfectionist, it's a work in progress, but I would largely say that I'm a perfectionist, receiving negative feedback, whether that be in a professional or personal capacity, is something I find quite jarring. It's something that really shifts my mood. It can really, really put me in a a negative place. And sometimes I feel like I'm retaliating or getting very emotional rather than looking at the feedback critically. And it, you know, it can come as a, as constructive criticism or abrupt commentary as well. But either way, I feel, well, for me anyway, it impacts us. And I don't know about you, but in that moment, when I receive negative feedback, I usually plunge into emotions like embarrassment or shyness, disappointedness, guilt, or any other yucky type of emotion. But what I want to empower you with is some insights into this reaction and how we can look at the feedback objectively, remove the emotion, and in the process, understand something deeper about ourselves. This conversation is is not to bypass the fact that I think it's still very important to let yourself feel all of those emotions. But what it's aimed to do is to save us collectively from that prolonged emotional spiral that it can kick you down. I think ultimately these emotions can keep us bound in a really, really ugly and limiting place because I've been there before and it's not great for your self-worth, your self-love or your self-esteem, which ultimately is really the furthest place we can be from feeling balanced and connected with ourselves. And because this has really bothered me in the past and I feel like act as a bit of a block for me to move forward and actually use it in a positive way, I really wanted to dedicate today's BTS to it. So to really help you get the most out of today's episode, I want you to cast your mind back to some negative feedback that maybe you've recently received or maybe something from the past, just so you can keep it at the front of your mind as we workshop this concept. Feel free to pause this if you need time to sort of bring something front of mind, but make sure you've got something to tune in with. So when someone gives us negative feedback, often it can feel really threatening, especially if you're not expecting it. So naturally, you're going to feel judged and misunderstood. As a result, you might try and protect yourself by retaliating or even maybe ignoring or rejecting that feedback entirely. I read something the other day which really struck a chord with me, and it said, we can only feel hurt by negative feedback if there is a seed of truth in it. This was a bit hard for me to stomach, to be honest, but the more I thought about it, the truer it became. 
Many of us adopt the belief that we are or at least should be perfect and that really does extend to our output, so our work, our hobbies, our friendships, our relationships, anything like that. We expect that they also should be perfect. And I'm going to use a professional example because I feel like that's one a lot of us can relate to. So when you submit something in your professional workplace, like a project or, you know, just a bit of work, no doubt you're going to give it your all. And so any input or any feedback to the contrary is going to feel like an attack on the effort that you've put in. And it's going to feel quite jarring. A recent guest of mine, Dorota Stanzik, she has a fantastic book, which I would recommend you all go read, um, which talks to this exact point. And she puts forward the idea that we experience these defensive or angry feelings because we don't accept or own parts of ourselves. Really interesting. So the idea here is that every trigger, every mo- every time that you have that jarring experience where you feel attacked is a really great source of information because it shows you something that still needs to be addressed, realized, or maybe even seen, which if we look at it objectively is kind of true because why else would it trigger you? If somebody said to you, oh, you're so lazy and you know deep down that you're a very, very productive person, you're probably not going to think twice about that comment. But if there's a part of you that has been struggling with feelings of being lazy or unproductive, then maybe that's going to trigger you. And so a good way to start thinking about this is to look at the feedback that really triggered or impacted you. Maybe it was just a comment. Maybe it was direct feedback or constructive criticism and ask yourself, what was it about the feedback? What suggestions about you was it making? Was it that you're maybe careless, rushed, maybe not specialized enough, lazy, etc.? And what it's suggesting, is that a part of yourself that maybe you've been avoiding to accept or confront? I know this to be true of my own experience. I personally always enjoyed having a lot, a really, really heavy workload. It helped me be productive and create like a lot of momentum. And I really enjoyed being able to be that employee that said yes to a lot of tasks. So this meant at times I did compromise on the quality to prioritize quantity. And I did get quite a bit of feedback over my time in corporate saying that my work was really good, but it was rushed. This feedback hit my soul and pride so hard that I didn't actually digest it for a while. I rejected it. I always considered my standard to be as high as if I was doing any other task. So I reacted by rejecting it because I felt threatened. But in reality, the feeling of me being triggered emotionally showed that I had to accept that part of myself, the part that wanted to be the best, have the most work and be a perfectionist in order to actually constructively utilize that feedback. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I can also recount a non-professional experience where my best friend gave me some feedback about the way I maybe make some side comments at times. And it was the same thing. It was really, really jarring comment. It was that kind of stab you in the heart kind of feeling where someone says something and you think that's not me at all. And you get really, really defensive. And for me in that personal situation, I instantly went into a spiral of embarrassment and self-doubt. But in reality, this was another opportunity for me to ask myself, well, what part is this showing me that I need to accept or work on? Because remember, we probably wouldn't have been triggered if it wasn't something that was true. I feel as well, and I don't know about you and if this rings true for your experience, but a part of this reaction is potentially not allowing ourselves room to make mistakes. That feeling that 
you think you're perfect or you're trying to be perfect all the time. And so when you do stuff up or someone calls you out on something, it feels really, really uncomfortable because you think you're sort of trying your best to make it all right, make it all perfect. And so I think the first step in all of this is noticing what feeling comes up for you because that is the instant moment that happens straight away and name what the feeling is. Then the second step is to extend compassion to yourself because you aren't perfect and you do make mistakes and then approach the feedback or whatever the comment that's been made or suggestion has been made about yourself. Approach it with openness and no judgment. Try to deconstruct what it's showing you. It's still a trigger within. So what part of yourself is it asking you to accept? So I think for me, in in both examples I gave, the professional and the personal example, they both amplified a, a sense of maybe carelessness or a sense of needing to rush things and, and kind of not think about them properly, which was contrary to my efforts of trying to be perfect. And that was something that I was really, really rejecting. But the risk of not approaching negative feedback with an open mind like this is you'll go down a spiral or a long-winded path where you don't accept yourself. You keep on rejecting that that's something that you need to be more aware of or work, work on. And you'll continue to react with shame or embarrassment or guilt or anger towards yourself and towards people who try and, I guess, identify that within you. And this entire journey or road is the complete antithesis to self-love. And what I've realized, and I'm really grateful that I've, this is something I've acknowledged kind of earlier on in my life rather than later, is because these emotions are really strong, especially the ones of like embarrassment, shame and guilt. And over time, they can build up and they create, they are the basis of a limiting belief that you will hold about yourself. So whether that be your capacity as a staff member, a leader, a friend, a partner, if you continue to reject a part of yourself that needs to be addressed, it can ultimately lead you in a position where you hold a very negative belief about yourself when really you just need to open yourself up and work through why you hold that belief and maybe address some truth in what is being said rather than shy away from and store those feelings in a way that keeps you kind of tied down and pinned. So this framework, or I guess this discussion, what I've shared with you today is applicable to so many areas of your life. And if you're anything like me and struggled with the ideal that you should be perfect all the time, then this is something that you probably would experience a lot. This idea that we need to be perfect is really flawed within itself. So if that's something that you're feeling or you think about yourself too, we got to work on that together. But what I'm saying is you're going to be very easily triggered because there's so much evidence that you're not perfect because you're not. And thus you're a human. And so you're going to end up rejecting a lot of the things around you, which could work in your favor, just to cling on to that ideal that you are perfect. You're kind of preventing yourself from fully accepting your flaws or your weaknesses and thus preventing yourself from growing. So next time you get some negative feedback in any situation, take these three steps. Number one, notice the initial feeling and name it. Is it guilt? Is it embarrassment? Is it anger? Let yourself Feel whatever the feeling is, but make sure that you name it. Number two, we're going to extend compassion to ourselves because we are human. We do make mistakes and we're not perfect. And when you extend that compassion to yourself, instead of falling into a pit where you're using that embarrassment to reject an idea that's been projected onto you, you're actually using that emotion or that embarrassment, the guilt, whatever it is, to tap into your self-love. And the third step is to ask yourself, what part of you is this trigger asking you to accept or work on? 
So see how this helps you in a way be more open and confident exploring feedback that can actually help you grow and learn tremendously about yourself as opposed to protect or kind of sit behind your your fortress, your wall of an ideal that you have that you're kind of trying to protect at all costs and in the process really missing an opportunity to grow as a person. And so next time you get some negative feedback, I hope you remember these three steps or you can bookmark this episode and come back to it if you've had, you know, a bad day at work and you're struggling with these emotions as well. But I really think it's game changing when we can look at a difficult situation like this, which often can so easily send us into a spiral of self-hate and really judging your self-worth and rather use it in a way to arm ourselves, to move forward, learn something about ourselves and work through triggers in a way that helps us accept ourselves on a fuller level. I hope you've all taken something away from today's episode because I think there's so much power in being able to use a negative or seemingly negative situation and and turn it into a moment for self-understanding. And if you have a friend or family member who also struggles with this or you feel like would really benefit out of listening to this episode, please send it on to them. Knowledge is great when we hear it, but it's even better when we share it. Lastly, if you haven't had a chance to leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, I would it would mean the world to me. I, I really love reading all your feedback and thoughts. It, it helps me connect with you all and really hear what you're loving most. And don't forget to subscribe on either platform so you get reminded when our new episodes drop. I'll see you all on Monday for another guest episode and enjoy the rest of your week. Marketers and advertisers, brands big and small. You've been after a special someone for a while now. You think they're into you. I mean, you share the same interests, both passionate about the same stuff. Why wouldn't they be? Wait, there's a moment of silence. It's finally just you two alone. They're waiting. Go on, shoot your shot. You've got a voice, use it now. Hearts are racing, breathing becomes heavier. This is your chance to win them over. So what are you gonna say? Get closer to your audience, make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started.